Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Bucks Banter Podcast. Of course, the Buccaneers are no longer playing football right now, uh, but there is plenty to talk about. Pardon me, it's episode 44, by the way. And this is our Super Bowl preview show. We're going to be talking. We're going to be breaking down the matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. We're going to throw our throw our hats in the ring with some predictions. We're going to talk about some bets we like. Just going to chop it up a little bit and see what happens. So uh, happy to have my co-hosts, Bodan Yard and Scott Capron in the building. How are we doing, fellas? What's good, man? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm happy, happy, uh, happy Super Bowl week, boys. Yeah, there it is. I mean, uh, it could always be worse too. Like this could be an exciting game, right? We'll see. It could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just without further ado, we'll tee it up here for you, folks. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, ten and seven in the regular season, first in the AFC North. They have defeated the likes of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs all on the road on their way to Super Bowl 56. But they're going to be matching up with the Rams, as mentioned. The 12-5 and five during the regular season, first in the NFC West Rams. They have conquered the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, unfortunately, and the San Francisco 49ers en route to their home stadium, SoFi in L.A. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, obviously, you know, the Bengals are the underdog, the small market team led by one of the most promising quarterbacks in the NFL, which saying a lot based on the high-end talent that exists in the league right now at that position especially. So, um, you know, elite, lethal, dynamic, whatever word you want to use, collection of skill player, skill position players on the team with Chase, Higgins, Mixon, Tyler Boyd. That's obviously their strength. Horrendous offensive line that's been straight-up dominated uh, each game this postseason. But, you know, Joe Burrow – the Tiger King, the Bengal King, Joe <laughs> Swag, whatever you want to call him, he just keeps finding ways to win football games, um, as he's done. I mean, since we can he call him Joe Exotic, right? Joe it's, it's Exotic. Joe I mean, not Joe just Exotic. if we're going to go with that. I mean, he's not doing uh, life in prison for trying to kill anyone. <laughs> Joe Burrow, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm uh, aware of. So, you know, that's a plus. So he's definitely going to be there on Sunday, which is huge. Good point. Yes. Really so, felt like we were going to a dark podcast when you started that sentence, but here we are. <laughs> hey, there's still time. Yeah. Lots of uh, time, actually. But yeah, man, Burrow, all he's done is win, really, since he left uh, Ohio State. And um, now that he's in the NFL, what else is changed. new? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for the Bengals, their defense is surging at the right time, too, especially the secondary, who seem to be just consistently yeah. capitalizing on their opportunities almost at like an unsustainable rate. I feel like we talked about that earlier in the postseason and they've still managed to do it. So they're not, they're not blowing their chances, which you so often see happen, right? Drop picks, things like that. They're really making the plays they need to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I'm feeling about the Bengals, just a brief little synopsis. And then obviously when we talk about the Rams, you know, massive advantage, advantage in the trenches, which is what jumps out at me. And I think most football uh, people who know the game. Um, and because of that, it means, you know, there's a half decent chance Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd make this game an extremely unpleasant experience for Joe Burrow. Um, but obviously, you know, he's managed Burrow, that is, to uh, get here this far with the O-line being an issue all year round. And 
He obviously has that special it factor, and he always seems to rise to the occasion, even when the odds are, are stacked against him. So that being said, though, it's also important to acknowledge, boys, before I let you guys dive in here, um, the, the Bengals have scored a pretty light schedule this season in terms of the yeah. defenses they've faced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that has maybe allowed them to survive. I mean, I know, you know, the Bengals somehow won that game in Tennessee with the O-line being absolutely ravaged. But just something to consider. I mean, when you're facing a defensive front like we're going to see Sunday evening at uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And yeah, yeah, this is the first good defense that they're facing this postseason, right? To me, um, say what you will about the Chiefs. Tyron Matthew, no Tyron Matthew. Um, it doesn't really matter if he's playing or not. It's kind of like they are what they are at this point. They're they're not going to ever be – that's never going to be their calling card. Um, and then, like, the Titans was an interesting one just in that you – they're not – like, personnel-wise, they're okay. And obviously, Jeffrey Simmons had a great game and – um, but the real calling card of that defense is that they're kind of smarter than you and they can scheme you up and they can confuse a quarterback. And for some reason in that game, they didn't really try to confuse Joe Burrow at all. I think we covered it the last time I was on that cover zero look. They gave him the exact same look and cover zero from the beginning whistle to the end of the game. Um, and they kept on calling cover zero as well on third down and second down. Um and then the Raiders, like the Raiders were so banged up going into that game, especially on their defensive line, that, okay, Max Crosby's on that other side, but they were able to be to focus all of their attention on them and uh, not really deal with pressure up the middle. And obviously in that Titans game, pressure up the middle is what set them up, what made it seem like, holy shit, they might just sack Joe Burrow completely out of this game. And well, I mean- now... Yeah, this step up to Aaron Donald and like basically no drop off the way that Vaughn Miller's playing and Leonard Ford is playing on the outside. This is going to be a really tough test, like a super tough test for the Bengals. For sure. And I think that the Tennessee uh, playoff game for Cincy provides a little bit of a template just in terms of, oh my God, are they going to be able to hold up long enough to give Bro any time to throw, which let's face it, they didn't. Right, that they didn't win the game um, in Tennessee because of uh, Joe getting back in the pocket and like picking picking apart the Titans or anything like that. They got four, they really won off of a couple t- picks by Tannehill, and yeah, I think, and I think it's funny then that they're playing a quarterback who is synonymous with basically he's going to throw throw you one a game, right? Like, yeah. Now, I, Stafford's better than Tannehill, I obviously think. And the, and the one, um, there's the one really backbreaking pick by uh, Tannehill against Cincy down in, in the red zone that, uh, that took points off the board. And then, you know, the one to end the game, basically. Um, so, in terms of the fact that the line is going to have such a difficult time with that, with that unbelievable defensive line for the Rams but then playing against a, a potentially turnover prone quarterback who let's face it has never played in the game. And this isn't a knock. Not a lot of people played in the game as big as a Super Bowl. Uh, has played in the game, anything close to this before. Like I think the parallels are, are at least somewhat similar. Um, and should Cincy have won that game against Tennessee? Probably not, but they did. And now they're yeah. here and that's, uh, I mean, whatever. I'm not to bury the lead. We don't have to talk about who we're going to, but like, 
I think that's kind of where Cincy needs to to go in order to win this game. Steal a possession. Uh, you know, make sure you're you're um, you're capitalizing on any tur- any turnovers by the Rams. Don't if Burrow gets sacked, just get sacked. Don't lose the ball, right? Like just things like that are going to be make such a big difference to me. And Stafford has really tightened things up this postseason. He's got one pick yeah. through three games, and uh, he had seven through the three games to finish the regular season. So that's something to keep that's note true. of. But maybe, maybe you think yeah. he's due. Maybe you think he's no, due. No, I right? know. I'm just talking about, and even just the perception. It's you know everything you you read. It's like, okay, since he's going to get one thrown to them, and they don't have Jaquiski Tart back there, so they hope you know that their guy can actually can actually make the pick, right? So yeah. I, I don't know. I think that might be a little bit of lip service of like, oh, Stafford's going to throw you the ball. It's like, well, well, maybe he won't. We'll we'll have to see. But um, we'll see. I've, I mean, the Rams are a four-point favorite. This isn't some David and Goliath thing. The, the Bengals just went on the road and beat the effing Chiefs. They were down 21-3. to Like, anything can happen here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, uh, speaking of that, like, Zach Taylor, when you look back – him and that defensive coaching staff, they've been really excellent at making halftime adjustments this season. Oh, yeah. Um, primarily on the defensive side, as mentioned. Like, that's something that you look back at the box scores. I mean, you know, they, yeah, that's an, that's a great testament to a, to a strong coaching staff. I mean, that's the Bill Belichick special. Certainly not comparing him to Bill Belichick, but I'm just saying. Um, no, they're like, it's, it's, it's appropriate, man. Like, they've been really good in the second half. They've been like, Second half of games, even in the regular season, they are a different team out of out of the locker room, which speaks to the coaching. Um, and like even offensively, I feel like Joe Burrow goes up a level the longer the game goes on, too. So I, I think yeah. if you're looking at the Bengals, you're you're hoping for like don't die in the first half so that you can do another. Even though they died in the first half against the Chiefs, they're Joe Burrow's able to just pull them out of whatever hole they're in. So um, yeah. They're- just hold it, keep it somewhat closer than that, right? You can't be down 21-3 to a and team that has a defense. Funny enough, I mean, the the Rams have really developed a reputation to be poor yeah. second half teams and really blowing leads. So that's interesting, isn't it? How that kind of matches up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a definitely a way to look at your bets when we get to that. For yeah, sure. They, and like th- those that second half, the, the second halves for Cincinnati, that's undeniable. They're they're gonna feel confident and be you know, they're going to know that they're in every game. You know, speaking of coaching adjustments, so I think we're going to have to see if Cincinnati just continues to run on first down into a brick wall and just accept second and nine for for whatever reason. I, like, I, and then second I and nine, can... second and sorry to cut you off, second and nine, though, this nope. week's going to be second and 12, right? Like, I know, I know. Yeah. And then you better execute on on second down to make sure that you don't have that, those freaks from the Rams coming at you on third and eight. And because it doesn't matter who's back there. If they're coming, you got to get the ball out quick and maybe a completion is still short of the sticks. Right. So I super curious. And this actually goes for both coaches because the Rams willingness to, to run on first down with like a pretty ineffective acres is in the second half, especially. Yeah. in the second half, especially is, is shocking. So I, it's, it's been the bread and butter for this team. So it'll be interesting to see if either of them, you know, try to shake it up and do the crazy new age thing and throw on first down, you know, with your all world quarterbacks, 
I don't know. Well, obviously, that'll take some convincing for these two. But uh, that's really what I'm looking at um, from a play calling standpoint, just to see what both teams do on first down and how aggressive they are. I love that. I love that you brought that up because that was infuriating, yeah. right? In the previous games, when you watch, like as as we have just talked about so many times, just the predictability yeah. of handling handing the ball up the gut because you got a good running back, um, trying to open and things my, up in the passing game. I mean, come on now, just and just, my my worry for the the Bengals is they won that game while doing that, but they shouldn't have won. You know, like the Chiefs <laughs> were awful in the second half. Not to take anything away from Cincy, they played great defensively and all that, but you know, it's. 21 to 10 and the chiefs have it first and goal from what the two and don't get any points before halftime. Yeah. And I am worried that that's for, from Cincinnati stand was look it, like it worked against the chiefs. You know, th these deficits aren't too big. You can't, you can't continually crawl out of them and you don't like, don't put burrow in obvious passing situations, make the deep, make, make the Rams have to guess, make them have to adjust to you. I, I really hope we see that just from an interest standpoint, because if it's just second and nine all day, like that sucks. And it's not as, it's not as good for Burrow. It's not as good for Chase. Second and short. It's what you need. You're allowed to get a first down on first down. Like I, I know yeah. these teams don't know that rule, but you're, you're allowed. You don't like, they don't kick you out. You know, you're still allowed yeah. to play. I know it's new obviously, but um, yeah, it's in there and they, they should check that out. And it's going to be fun just to watch. I mean, if they're able, like, like whether or not they give Burrow time, he's proven the ability to somehow, you know, stay looking downfield in the pocket and manage to stay upright longer than he should. The amount of sacks he's evaded in tight confines behind that offensive line getting blown up is truly incredible. I mean, the Tom Brady comparisons, I think, um, relate quick mostly, mostly to feet, that. Not fast feet, just quick. For sure, yeah. and just like very, just it's poise, right? That's that's poise. That's something you can't teach, and it's just also that pocket presence of feeling yeah. the pressure and just sliding to in one direction, sw sliding up while keeping For your sure. eyes downfield. I mean, it's so exactly. easy to know you should do that. It's a whole nother ball game when you got three hundred pound freak athletes charging at you in your face. Well, like it's pretty incredible, uh -huh. dude. That's such a great point because a lot of quarterbacks can make the first guy miss. But then they're in no position to actually get the, get rid of the ball or anything, right? You're, you're, the ball's out. They're off, Carson they're off balance. Car yeah. Carson yeah. Went. Oh my. No great, kidding. Great at making one guy miss, and then he's like, oh, I'm home free. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, they have more guys, Carson. I know. Yeah. Uh, hard to believe. Um, yeah, but Burrow's just a quick, quick soda, and it is like Brady and because he's trying to make a play. And if it's not there, you eat it. And then you, you like you, you live to play another down, but you just you can't lose the ball, and that's going to be so huge because like Miller and Donald, they could each force a fumble, right? They could each make that huge strip sack that just turns the momentum or turns into points for the Rams. That's what the Bengals have to avoid. And I feel like we're coming at this from the Bengals' per perspective more, maybe just because they're the underdog. But that's what the Rams are hoping. Yeah. Right? They want these third and sixes. They want to go after him. They want to make him throw into tight windows with hands up and, you know, someone in their, in, in his grill. Right. So I, I just, every Super Bowl is awesome because you get two weeks to really, um, you know, dissect the two teams and what's going to happen and everything like that. And like, this is, this is the Rams and the Bengals. Maybe the, one of the more random combos of Super Bowl teams <laughs> yeah. that we've ever had. And it's awesome. Yeah. Pat, I know. Pat McAfee's been just mocking the Bengals ownership for their lack of financial commitment to their team. Like I guess 
I guess they're tra- they ha- they've had to like use training facilities of like the University of Cincinnati because they're just so much better and shit like that. Like it's well, crazy. I sorry, I know I'm forgetting if you maybe said this on the podcast last week, but they're the only team to ever make the Super Bowl that doesn't have an indoor practice facility. Did you? Or I heard that somewhere else then. Which yeah, it is wasn't me, but that's incredible. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. In Ohio. Yeah. They're, are yeah. they just not expecting to be playing in the winter Dude. time? Like, is that how they? <laughs> they aren't. They probably aren't expecting Great. to be playing in the winter. Yeah. Right. Like, that didn't really happen yeah. before this. Hasn't season. really happened. Yeah. So that's yeah. one reason to be critical of Cincinnati. And my only other reason to be critical of Cincinnati is because they might they're they're disproving my theory. Like, just be just being an O line guy. I call myself an O line guy. Bo's an O line guy. So, yeah. Like, um because of how how crucial that that is that position group and here they are with maybe the worst offensive line in football legitimately yeah yeah well no i don't know if the worst offensive line in football they they, they're in the conversation they're in the conversation for sure but like it's not a postseason offensive line which is like a big (laughs) reason why the last three games i've been like yeah this is fun for the Bengals. they but i'm betting like Take it from me. Betting against Joe Burrow is not fun. I know that like there's a lot of people out there that are going to be going into this weekend being like, yeah, I like the Rams, like everything on paper, blah, 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 blah. It's not fun. And he, he doesn't – he never makes it fun for you. So, like, you might get a half out of him, but, like, the last two quarters are not – you just live in fear. So, um, the, as much as I want to talk about the offensive line, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just – this Bengals team is just such an anomaly because it seems like for all the weaknesses they have, it's like they have a bunch of strengths and I don't really know where this game goes. Um, Like, I don't know, man. Like, do you think Jamar Chase has a big game? Do you think Joe Mixon has a big, like who is it that the Bengals need to show up outside of Joe Burrow as a skill player to like break this game open? Okay. So if I could go for it's, they have got it's whoever's available. Yeah. It's whoever that the Rams decide is going, they're going to let them go. Then I don't like if Chase gets taken out, and maybe I'm higher, I don't know where exactly we, but if it's if the game's in like quote unquote the hands of T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I think that's pretty good. Like they're really good. And that means Burroughs throwing it to him. I wish Uzoma was healthy and like yeah. on all cylinders, right? But but Higby's Mason, out too. Higby's out too, which is a big. Higby's lot. out too, which is yeah. which is yeah. Big, yeah. But so the uh, one thing I will say, defensively for the Rams, like going up against this skill group for the Bengals, I think if Jalen Ramsey was going to fall around any wide receiver this postseason, it was going to be Mike Evans, and he didn't. He didn't actually do that until kind of the second half, and Mike Evans kind of bullied him regardless in that second half. I don't think that they're going to be in a big rush to follow Jalen Ramsey for J- Jamar Chase to follow Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah, if they, if they weren't going to do it in that Bucks game, the Bucks had no one else. And exactly. They, they still had found Mike Evans, you know, on the opposite side of the field as Ramsey. It's what the Rams have done all year. Yeah. Um, they don't want to necessarily adjust their scheme too much. But in this game, it, it makes perfect sense for them to stick with their scheme because they're going to have weapons on whatever side he's on, right? Totally. Depending on and the they, alignment. It's almost like they try to dictate – they try to like force the quarterback to be like, oh shit, Jalen Ramsey's over on that side. Let me like play it over on this side. And like Joe Burrow won't do that. Joe Burrow, like I can a hundred, like Joe Burrow does not care where Jalen Ramsey lines up. If, if he anything, likes a look, 
Yeah, if anything, ahead. he's he, I, sorry, Bo, but if anything, I feel like Joe Burrow might be like, Where's Ramsey? Where's yeah. Ramsey? Yeah. I want to I wanna go out. More him. like that's more yeah. likely. That's more Lamar, likely. Yeah, Lamar, get over here in, in motion, buddy. Go across. Yeah, you I want to break his I want to break his confidence for the rest of this game type of look. Oh my um, god, I love Joe Burrow. I love that. He's the it, it's so fun. It's so fun with it. Like I I'm looking forward to it. Like I just can't see. To me, it's it's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has to have like a Debo Samuel game. I think like for the Bengals offense to be like the best version of it is Jamar Chase being featured from the first whistle to the last one, where he's getting the ball, like multiple rushing attacks, rushing attempts, and constantly in the catch, like constantly catching the ball out there. And like, okay, if you see a big shot to T Higgins, go for that for sure. Tyler Board in the red zone, like, yeah, for sure. But, like, I think Jamar Chase has to be the prominent guy from, like, this entire game. Yeah, and and this is the balance of force-feeding your best player, but also taking what the defense gives you, right? So this might be a lot – it might be score-dependent on what they can actually do and, and, you know, where they want to go. Obviously, Bo, I totally agree. Like, Jamar, he's the best player. He's literally one of the best players in in the league, so – let him go. But if he's cooked and you have to go to mix in and he's even P Ryan out of the back, out of the backfield is, is like pretty yeah. good pass catcher with, um, you know, Higgins and Boyd. like they can, I think those guys can do it as long as Burrow has time to get them the ball as well. And I think, you know, the flip side would be the Rams. It's, fucking, it's like Odell Beckham jr. Right. Yeah. Like in, if Cup is completely taken away by the Bengals, so these teams, it's, I mean, this is why they're in the Super Bowl, but their secondary options are very good. Yeah. And I hate to cop out, but it's just whoever's available, I think, is going to have to step up and make a big play. I could really, I could see Higgins catching, uh, like some sort of jump ball in the end zone, you know, just because he's gigantic. And I, I, I don't know. I just, it's. Yeah, I guess we'll get into the we'll 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 kind of plant our flags about who's going to do what when we get into the betting, um, you know, portion of the show here. But I just, I don't know. I I want Jamar to have a huge game because he literally he might be my favorite player. He might he might be my favorite receiver since Randy Moss. I just if you're the Rams, how do you let him do that to you, right? And I just yeah. keep I keep thinking about it. And I just keep thinking there's no way they're going to. But he's that good, so we'll see. I, I think Burrow almost needs to do the opposite or like more what Scott's alluding to and just totally focus on his reads and trust whoever is most open and throw them the ball. Like just the, the whole Tom Brady thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know though. It could go any which way, man. This is, it's a very intriguing Super Bowl because I can just see so many different scenarios playing themselves out depending which versions of these teams show up. They both have flaws and they both have incredible strengths as well. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, um, you guys want to want to talk about any bets maybe that have jumped out at you here, whether it be uh, uh, total game side or player props. I don't know. Can we? It, sorry, before we get in, can we just talk a little bit more from the Rams side? Sure. Yeah. I just want to. I have a few questions for you guys about the Rams. First of all, yeah. where are you on Stafford in this game? And I'm. Like Colin said, cutting down on the interception, he's been great in the postseason. He's been awesome. Do you do you trust him? Do you think he's going to play well this week? Yes, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do too. So do I, I. So do I. I feel like this is I feel like the Rams are so intensely aware of this moment is the way that I would put it. Like playing at home in the Super Bowl, our first year quarterback who has been in the basement perennially. Like I just feel like the Rams are going into this game being like, we absolutely have to execute. Like this is what we did everything for. Like from like the water boy to the GM to less need. Like it's really this they've been building towards this year for since 2016, basically. And it's just yeah. like they they not only have they given up all their picks since that time, they're gonna give up two more in or three more in the rest of these drafts. Like they don't have they won't have their pick until 2024 or 2025. I can't remember. But who cares? This, in the Super Bowl this is what you put exactly. It yeah. Yeah. All of that goes away if Matt Stafford shows up. And I think that he does. I think I that he does at least for that first half, especially. I think that they get out to a very hot start. Okay. And then, so that leads into the next one. Does that performance against the Patriots in the last Super Bowl that they were in, does that color anything differently for you for the team and for McVeigh? Not just because we lost or anything to no, do. Yeah personally with our you know finances regarding that game but um no but seriously they didn't score right yeah like like trust me i was looking on uh our uh our betting site there uh what's the price on the rams to score just three points <laughs> like like it, like what if they just have another crazy collapse like they they have these long drives and they end in a turnover like they have for a bunch of these second halves for them. Um, but I don't know. I just I just can't see it. Like it's so tough to go into a Super Bowl meeting like they're only gonna like that. I feel like that was the nightmare scenario for Sean McVay. And for him to be back here, I just feel like and back here so quickly, like that wasn't that long ago, right? 2019. No. So oh, it's crazy impressive. I'm just that, yeah, and that's all fair, Bo. I just mean like I think it's at least a worthy question because. That's how bad they went. Hey, they had Jared Goff, right? Yeah. It's, it's when you look back, it's actually just incredible that they got to the Super Bowl, and I believe we're favored. Cooper Cup wasn't playing. Oh, yeah, there you that's go. True too. Yeah, Which I completely forgot. But how I I can't remember how productive you would have been at that point. Um, <laughs> anyway, regard it, it just that. Could understandably oh, I thought, lead. I thought you meant Colin. I thought you meant Colin. How how productive Colin was on the day of that Super Bowl. No, especially limited. the night of that Super Bowl. Well, that's the thing when you go out to Vegas to watch and what you know, I thought. That... I thought we were in Cincinnati. No, <laughs> <laughs> you might have been. You might have been. You, somebody yeah. was with us in Vegas. I don't know. Um, but hey, you go to Vegas, you watch the game, and it's over by six or six thirty, and that's the best thing in the world. Because you're ready to just keep rocking, yeah. but uh, you know, green for light for time, blackjack and poker, please. Can I chime but in on Stafford question? Because I thought it was a please. good question. Okay. I have a similar feeling. I don't know if you remember we were teeing up the uh, Chiefs Bills playoff game, but we were kind of debating which way it would go because we've seen so many sides of Josh Allen, and um, I was extremely confident that Josh Allen was ready for that moment and he was going to come to play. Okay, so yep. tooting my own horn a little bit because he obviously did. But I have this. I have a similar feeling about Matt Stafford in terms of him just being amply prepared for this and working up to this moment for way longer than Josh Allen. Like I'm, I'm just comparing them in terms of my feeling at the moment. 
And I just feel like Stafford is such a legit player, such a talented football player. And I think he's just been waiting for this chance to quit being associated with the Detroit Lions. And as Bo alluded to or, or said straight up, I mean, the Rams are all in for now. And that oper- this window could be very small for him. And I think he's just fully aware of that and, and how this could this could be literally the difference between him being a Hall of Fame player or not. 100%. He's got the career numbers to back it up, um, but it could literally I, be the swing whether he's a Hall of Famer or not if he can win this game, which is unbelievable. I just think he's built for it. I think he can handle it, and I think he's he's gonna he's gonna come to play. I agree, and I hope. And even if he happens to suck or whatever, maybe he puts up an underwhelming stat line. I don't think it's gonna be Matthew Stafford can't do it, or he's he's. You know, hasn't been there, so how is he? No, like he he might just have a bad game. Like it's possible. Everyone has a bad, right? Mahomes played yeah. shitty in the AFC title game. So even if they lose, from his perspective, I hope he plays well because I I like him and I think he's really oh, yeah. good and I'm so happy that he's on a real team. And look at that, now he's in the Super Bowl. Like he literally must be pinching himself after what twelve years in Detroit. It's like this is possible. Like. Teams actually do this. They go to the Super Bowl, like, and he's a part of it. So I hope he plays well. I, I, I have trust in him too. I think he's ready yeah. to go. I also, I think it's, you know, it's not like he's in his. Not that this would be a huge difference, but it's not like he's in his seventh year and he's twenty eight. Like he's thirty two or thirty, or I think he's thirty three. Like he's been around, yeah. right? Like he's like even though he's this getting, is it. This is yeah. like it's such a good point about the Hall of Fame. Of this being because like thinking about it just off the top of my head and we'll probably like dive into this at some point during the summer um like can a quarterback make the hall of fame from this era if you don't win a title like the numbers that these guys are going to have at the end of their career they're all going to be astronomical but it like oh. it's going to really come down to like who has the rings and who doesn't yeah unless you're like the dan marino of this era where it's just you're so much further above everyone else but that's a really yeah. interesting point the other thing, yeah. sorry, I just want to say too, is an, just another personal motivation potentially would be, I bet you Matt Stafford is bloody sick of hearing everyone like us just gush over Burrow. Like Burrow's the talk of the town. True. No one's talking about Stafford and his his ability, his accomplishments. And I have a feeling he's taking that very personally, whether he would ever admit it or not, I would guess not. But um, I do believe that that could be a motivating factor as well. Not like he needs additional motivation beyond what we just talked about, but just another another thing to really light the fire under his ass. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah, like he's not the scrub that is – he's not the other starter. You know, He's not he's God. Not the, he's not yeah, God. He's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought you said he's not God. I was like, well, Jesus, yeah. Well, Jesus, <laughs> somewhere somewhere um, in between Goff and God. is Somewhere in between, yeah. Skewing one way more than the other. Um, yeah, but like that's you're right, though, because everyone's slurping Burrow because he's young and all this, and he's awesome. I don't mean to take anything away from him. I'm just – this isn't, you know, pick X quarterback who got there because the defense is unbelievable and he just happens to play quarterback on the team that's in the Super Bowl, it's not right? Trent like, Dilfer, yeah. Yeah, oh, that hey, that poor bastard, eh, Dilfer? Like he is just—I almost said Dilfer four times in that preamble, and I was trying to, yeah. but yeah, he, but he's—he's he's one. Of, he's one of the best. Like he's one of the—he's one of the great listens. Like I actually love him as a football mind, oh, no, no, like no, on I know, podcasts but, and but, stuff. But like, yeah, it's weird that like when you think of like a quarterback who 
just kind of latched onto a defense to win a ring. He's yeah, kind of the exactly. first and only name that comes to mind. Right? What about yeah. Kerry Collins? Wasn't he in a Super Bowl? He was in that Super Bowl. Right, yeah. right, right. It was Ravens Giants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how about so how does Kerry Collins sneak away from this? Because they lost. Hell of a jawline, I guess. They lost, what? I guess. Yeah. So Trent Dilfer hurt hurt himself by winning that game because now he's always, <laughs> he's always referenced as the shittiest quarterback. Collins would have been. I mean, was... another former Dude. Buccaneer, Brad Johnson, was far from prolific. Very true. But he got the job done. But he's referenced as well a little bit as an underwhelming quarterback who who led a team to the Super Bowl again, though, with arguably the greatest defense of all time. Yeah. And when they so. play when they played the Raiders, was Rich Gannon the MVP? I, I think no, it was. Dexter, Dexter Jackson was. No, not of the game, of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. So, Crazy. you know, you're going up against the MVP with whatever, Brad Johnson. Um, and, yeah, you're right. That He does – I guess he had a bit of a better career than Dilfer in general, but regardless. For sure. Yeah. He, was, he was an actual quarterback, not just like yeah. an athlete figuring it out kind of thing, which is what it felt yeah. like. I don't know. It's Stafford's moment, like – on the stage with the Super Bowl, like the Vince Lombardi Trophy, that's probably the coolest possible ending to that to this night, right? Like, like the the most feel good moment of the night. I don't know, like the most wholesome moment, like yeah, like, wholesome, heartwarming, those kind of words. It, yeah, it, you'd kind of be like excited for him to be like, oh, he Jesus got God. it done. Like he got one, sh- like his first shot out of Detroit, he got it done. Yeah, sorry, Bo and I gotta go. We gotta we gotta rewatch Anna Green Gables tonight. I was just about to say, Bo, go put on a full house rerun and let it, and we'll tell you what happens during the game. But uh, I'm no, sorry, like I'm not gonna be. It's not gonna be like as cool as it would be for Joey Burrow to win a title with a cigar oh, on the stage of the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It yeah. would feel kind of like not the same as Matt Stafford winning it this week. Like Matt no, Stafford yeah. bawling his eyes out. We it's get, all about the we terminology. Get. We're describing different feelings. Just yeah, feel. you're gonna you're gonna write a Hallmark card about it once once the Rams win. We we understand, and we'll buy it for Valentine's Day the next day. So I was it say, all, I'm, it not, all works I'm not sending you a card anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you're off the email list. Fair enough, dude. Third person to tell me that today. <laughs> so how about we get to the we make some predictions here and okay. with the game, and then from there we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper into uh any of any wager talk we see worth discussing um so i'll I'll go i'll kick us off uh since i got the mic right now unless someone else wants to lead us off no go for it um so i like the Bengals to cover the four points if i'm a bet man okay i haven't bet that myself but i'm just saying if we're what's the score what's the score what score did you get me yeah uh 28 to 23 for the Cincinnati Bengals. I was trying to be a dick. Oh, oh so you have the Bengals winning the game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Okay, yeah. here we go. You should have led. That's the lead. Hmm? That's the lead. You should have led with that, not just the cup. So you get the, the Bengals money line and the over. Again, I'm not betting it, but that's just like for prediction's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay. My boys. Yeah, the the non Bayou version. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, so for everyone sure. listening, I mean, I'm sure people know, but the Rams are favored by four, and the over under is at forty eight and a half now. I think it's been Bo. I think it's been dancing between forty eight and forty nine for the last little bit here. Yeah, uh, it's a, yeah, it's at forty eight and a half right now. Yeah, forty eight and a half. 
Also, they were just they were up four and a half this morning when I looked at it. So yeah, some money must have in. came in, or I, I might have been. I guess Colin said he didn't bet it, so that's not the whale <laughs> money that came in. So oh, we know the line mover. We know he just yeah. waits till he gets the number he wants. Speaking of line moving, apparently like a ton of action has come in on the Bengals, but they are just not moving that line much. Like it, it got to four and a half at a point, like a, a like a week ago. Yeah, briefly, but it's been um, at four and a half. Yeah, but Vegas is holding strong. Yeah, actually, I'm looking. It's not good if you're betting the Bengals. I'm looking at the score, and they've got it at three and a half. No, I wonder who they're some some of the books. Yeah, some of the books are like going from four to three and a half. It's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But Colin, fascinating point about Vegas just being cool with taking money on one side because they're they're betting too. Right. Like mm. I listen to podcasts and it's when, uh, you know, the bookmakers come on and have to listen to the, and, and when they make a stance for certain games and then, you know, obviously huge winner when it works and most of the time and it does. But then, you know, I've heard Ozmakers talk about having to explain to their bosses why they didn't adjust lines or anything like that. That's like the Michigan Georgia line was seven and a half, which is obviously catnip for people to take the seven and a half with, with Michigan. Right. And mm-hmm. it didn't move a bit. And everything I or everything I saw or read was money coming in on Michigan, money coming in on Michigan. And Vegas was like, keep it up, keep it coming in. We're good. Yeah. We're yeah, good we're, with yeah. this seven and a half. Yeah. That money's coming our way and it ain't coming. Yeah. Back. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's super interesting when Vegas is like, yeah, no, we don't need to try to play it down the middle. Like, like we don't need to try to get a fifty percent handle on each side. We're just gonna win here with the Rams. But um, with all that said, I like the Bengals twenty four twenty in a tight <laughs> one here. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great game. I really do. Um, I should. I mean, I think there's a certain sluggishness, kind of holy shit factor to the first two or three possessions of the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah. To me, it's always like you're at a Super Bowl party and it's like this big event and then the first quarter takes half an hour. And you're like, yeah. holy shit, really? We Like, I just got the dip. I don't really, are we done? There's no score and you, like this is already like a quarter of the way through. But so, um, I don't know. Oh, I, I, go the, I go the other way on that. I always feel like the, the first quarter takes so much longer for some reason. Like the oh, first half especially takes funny. a super long time. And like, I think it's because I'm constantly like, yeah, like telling my wife that like, yeah, it's, it's the game starts at six. Don't worry. It starts at six, starts at six. And then it's like eight o'clock when like the first quarter's done. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, great. Well, I don't know what to tell you then. I just totally disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I do think the sluggishness factor is real. Like where it's like, holy shit, the Super Bowl has started. Right. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, Rob so, Rob Pizzola, a handicapper, he's big on the uh, in this game. You know, Scotty. You know yeah, what I'm talking he's about? great. Yeah, yeah. He like he loves the uh, first half under, second half over play. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, assuming they'll take a little time to get warmed up or whatever. And, yeah, you know, and there's just kind of like more possessions and less likely to be like sustained drives if someone's down in the second half, right? Like uh, try to extend the game and stuff like that. Like you're just trying to put points on the board in the first half it's less it's less um situation dependent and you're just doing whatever so uh my buddy mike who texted me i asked him for a couple prop picks he's on the exact same thing he's got the under in the first half over in the second half so 
And, and like Bengals over in the second half, just with this matchup with the Rams who have a tendency to fold. Like if you're just talking about the team team total, second half Bengals. That I'm like I haven't looked at that. I'm just kind of spitballing here, discussing it. But that's something that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that for sure. Or the double result. Like our our, our buddy Johnny just uh, sent out a text saying that he he used he got a little bet credit and he used it on the Rams to win the first half and the Bengals to actually win the game. For plus seven hundred, that's I like a really that. nice bet. Really I like nice that bet. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Rams to win the first half, Bengals to win the game at plus seven hundred. Yeah, seems really juicy. Wow, someone must have gotten his phone because we know that wasn't him. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's probably trying to lead us astray because he doesn't want the line to move. Yeah. That's that's the same guy who in Vegas when we were playing poker, there was a uh, an absolutely bombed cop from chicago who kept whenever the whenever the blind or whenever the bet was coming ten dollars it's ten dollars to me and he never knew he could barely he could barely see his his cards and johnny texts me hey be careful this guy knows what he's doing are you talking about the guy whose face is in like a a cream pie that he appears to have brought himself to the table because i don't think he does know what he's doing man i think he sucks i think he's absolutely wrecked Johnny's like that guy's sharp, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that guy, this guy's a shark. This guy's a shark. Um, no, hey, firm. I'm just kidding, but also couldn't be more serious. But I like that. Uh, that's a yeah, nice me too. Taste I, I had that one written down before this, and I was like, oh, maybe firm, the perm prop, perm prop of the week is we all got to hit on get on that one. I like it too. We all Seriously. like it. Put our money. That's to me ten dollars. Okay, okay. <laughs> Watch out for that guy. He appears to be playing pogs. Uh, hey, don't disrespect Pogs. Uh, I, well, when you're playing poker, I can. Okay, fair. Bodan, <laughs> Bodan, what's your lean, buddy? What do you got for us here? Are you gonna? You yeah, gonna... I'm gonna buck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna zag, and I hate doing it, but I've done it all postseason, so I might as well keep going, or else I look like a fraud. So I'm going. At least I'm gonna give Burrow. Poor guy. Poor Bo sounds so conflicted. <laughs> I'm so. I just, I just know it. Like, okay, I've been wrong about Burrow all year. Drake threw in a bunch of money on against Joe Burrow, and he just always gets any type of sports event wrong. So I want to just pick the Bengals, but I'm going to say a high-scoring game. The Rams win it 35-28. Wow. That, that would be fun. Yeah, I would be all for that. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Hey. I, Actually, maybe even favorite. closer than that. Like, 35 31 something like that okay so then that four is coming into the into the mix pretty hard for you there then eh? yeah 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 it's gonna land like right around that number to me i just feel like yeah. being, i feel like the, the vegas got it like spot on like the rams are really only a point better better than the bengals but they're at home so they get an extra three points like i feel like that kind of makes sense to me yeah, yeah i think the, i think the number's been great and that's why you haven't seen much movement uh, like crazy movement off of it either. Hey, people who like the Rams, for yeah, sure. Man. I think they win this game six, maybe seven times out of ten. If I, you know, but I, I just got a feeling about this Bengals team, man. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just such a crazy season, you know. And I, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but I think it's a little bit funny that look, theoretically the offensive line could be the downfall 
But if it's the downfall, it's the downfall in the Super Bowl, right? So, like, anybody who's talking about the they should have taken Sewell over Chase, it's like, all right, the line would have been better. They would have been 7-10, <laughs> and 10, yeah. right? And they wouldn't have been this far. So it's just a, a little bit of, you know, situational irony or however you want to put it is 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 kind of funny when you when you think about how this game is shaping up. And, like, for me, Scotty, like, I'm in a similar boat as you. It's just like – but for me, I'm just like – Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just come to play in the big games. And I'm kind of throwing everything yeah. else, else out the window and trusting that together those two are going to find a way to get it done. Um, you know, like it's really quite simple as that. Just greatness yeah. overcoming greatness, I guess. we got Aaron Donald on the other side and Jalen yeah. Ramsey. So, um, like, that's pretty cool, too. It's a, You can frame it that way, right? You got, you got Ramsey and Donald versus Burrow and Chase because si- since he doesn't have a chance if their offense isn't, firing i don't think but um we'll see i agree i agree and they just have an it factor and the rams are good like yeah no the obj story is pretty cool man like he basically got run out of cleveland everyone thought he sucked even though he's playing with you know noodle arm mayfield you know while he's while he was there and he's been awesome for them the rams have a great story it's it it's at their home stadium the stafford thing Cooper Cup is as good as anyone. It, like, there's not a bad outcome here, unless you're yeah. a Rams fan or or a Bengals fan, right? Like, I don't think either of these two teams are unlikable, right? There's no, not some not big. No, nah, I. It's yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, I forgot to say something earlier, so I'm gonna just backtrack and say because you mentioned Cooper Cup and it it sparked my memory. The other thing when we were talking about Matt Stafford and, and I was saying how I think he's going to like we were just kind of talking about his performance this year, how legit he is, potential Hall of Famer. This game could be the difference in in that bid. Um, I just I think that Cooper Cup success and I'm not taking anything away from Cooper Cup because he is legit as it gets an incredible season. I mean, if they could vote now, he probably would have been the MVP. Right. Like um, but Matt Stafford's a guy throwing him the ball. Right. Cooper Cup having this incredible of a season a lot of credit has to go to the quarterback so i'm sorry to jump around but i just that was one point i wanted to to mention earlier when we were just trying to give trying to give stafford some of that due credit as well for that success that cups had you guys have any weird bets because i've got i've got a few of them i mean i got my first kicker bet um i've been i've been looking at kicker bets all day but you guys don't seem to have much expertise so no one can point me in the right direction yeah, Sorry, I didn't even want, I didn't want to touch that one at all, honestly. When you said when you put that out there, three seven ways with the field goals. I've never heard of that before. I like yeah. the longest Did you field notice? goal. Yeah. To be over Did you 47. That no one and responded because no one knew what the <laughs> you were talking about. Well, that's all you gotta say. Then I at least feel better that I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, um, <laughs> but uh Evan Mc or or whatever Ian Eagle called him. Um long, Longest field goal scored over 47 and a half. I, I kind of like that one as a player prop. I like that a lot. 47 what is, and a half. What's, yeah. that, what's the price? Uh, it's it's minus 120, but still, I mean, uh, over in adult, yeah. it's not the, it's not the distance. It's like that team needs to be stopped in a very specific portion of the field. Right. Yeah. I feel like every time I've ever bet a, uh, a field goal prop and you're just as a, all right, this would, all right, this would not a first down here. It's it's yeah. a, it's kind of a fun one to cheer for during the game, right? Yeah, like, I can now envision myself. 
I can now envision myself getting frustrated. I'm like, God damn it, Chase. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you going for it? Yeah. I didn't need you to turn that into a 30-yard chunk play, bro. Just settle in at the seven-yard gain on third and let's kick it up. Or all of a sudden when it's, you know, it's fourth and one from the 32 and the coach is rightfully going for it and you're just dying, hoping that they're going to take the three points or whatever. Like, yeah, it's kind of fun. But the other thing with that one is like the end of a half is a, is a good chance for a longer field goal, even the end of a game, obviously. So there's definitely ways to get it. Yeah. And Evan McPherson, like uh former Florida Gator, like this kid's got a leg, man. Like he's been incredible. So I know, um, but that's, that's it's not the, yeah, but it's not, that's what I was saying. It's, of it's, course, I know. It's, it's, it's the opportunity. Yeah, it's just, I know. Is, is it going to happen? But of I course. like that. I, like I just so I'll just the other two I have I have I have two here, two more and then I'll, we'll just go through them for player props anyway. Um, I'm going back to the well that dried up last time I suggested it, which is Joe Mixon over receiving yards. It is down to twenty three or twenty four and a half. Um, I even like it at over twenty five and a half. I think um, he's averaging I think close to thirty five yards receiving a game in the playoffs. So. When I put that pick out on our best bets that previous episode, he just missed it, unfortunately. Um, but I think that playing against this interior pass rush with Aaron Donald Von Miller, I just really think um, they're going to have to involve him potentially on some quick get the ball out of Bro's hands on a little swing route, and um, let's see what let's see what Mixon can do. And I just think that anywhere under twenty six and a half, I'm all for it. So I got him at um, twenty five and a half. Over 25 and a half, minus 105. So I like the juice there too for that player prop. Um, and then also, because I have the Bengals winning, um, instead of just taking the money line straight up, I've actually taken them for their for the Bengals to win by between one and six points. Because um, I don't think they're going to blow out the Rams. I think if they're going to win, it's going to be under a touchdown. That's plus 400. Yeah. I so like I kind of yeah. like Bengals money line by one to six points. For that specific okay. winning margin, those are my. And three. I was, I was looking at something kind of similar. Call was uh, the Bengals minus two and a half on the alternative spread at uh, plus one ninety. Ooh, Scotty, I like that. Just to you know, if you want to throw a little something, yeah. If you, if you think, think the they're going to yeah. win, then and it and you know you can take that down too to minus one and a half, minus two if, if you want to cover yourself to get even a little bit more juice, but like. That's nice. That's nice. Although, is it worth it? I mean, they're just plus 170 on the money line anyway, so you kind of have to decide there. But if they're going to win, it's likely by more than two, right? So if, you, if you're looking for a little something, that, that stood out to me. What else you got, Scotty? I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at opening. I, I've never seen this prop um, before offered. Um, opening kickoff to be returned for a touchdown. Whoa. Yes, plus thirty three hundred. No, minus thirty thousand. So hammer that no. The, yeah, just hammer the no. Just, just <laughs> a, a super take easy the mortgage way. out. Hester's yeah, not super, playing. Super easy way to make uh, you know a hundred bucks there. Just put three grand on it or no, yeah, three grand on it. Easy. Um, yeah. Devin Hester's no, not playing. Grand. It's a lock. Yeah, yeah, thirty three grand. Yeah, that's fun. So that's fun. Um, I like the. This is this is has some juice to it. Minus one fifty, but Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. I think he's going to get at least two. I know they're they're charging you the the premium there, obviously, because most people are going to take that. But 
I think that hit. I love that. I do. Yeah, that that's a nice one to pair into if you feel like a little same game parlay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord knows I like those, so <laughs> that's a nice one yeah. to add in there. Bo, what yeah, are you looking I, at? I've got I've got a like speaking of same game parlays. I Let's go. Um, just make sure you emphasize which ones like you're. Or are they all same game parlays? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give out one, the one that I use my uh, little twenty dollar credit on, um, plus thirty three hundred. Cooper Cup to score a touchdown. Von Miller to record a sack. Cam Akers to have over two and a half receptions. T Higgins to have over five and a half receptions. Cam Akers over sixteen point five receiving yards. And Van Jefferson over twenty nine point five receiving yards, twenty dollars to win six hundred and sixty. Like that payout. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to have happen. It's a but... lot of stuff. But <laughs> if you're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw something to the wall with twenty bucks, like you know, you could do it a lot worse ways. That's for sure. Yeah, I've got I've got one more I can give you, which is just like my this game is gonna be super weird. Agreed. You guys good with that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, always. Right. We're the best. Uh, match to go to the overtime. A successful two point conversion. A score in the last uh, two minutes of the first half. Um, no team to score three on three unanswered scores. Mm. The Rams have over uh, two touchdowns in the first half, and the Rams have one touchdown in the first quarter. I almost love it, except the like. I feel like if you took out the overtime, it would be like significantly better chance of happening. Yeah, this I mean, is plus thirty thousand, so it's it's a five dollar little. Oh wow, this went to overtime, and I made it. I made a lot of money. Yeah, uh, I like it. Bo's reach for the stars. Yeah, and it's, seriously. Hey, yeah. and you know, if you're just throwing a couple shells to the like. You know, obviously the big betters are just betting the side and the total and trying to, you know, hammer that. But there are some feasible parlays here. Like, it's yeah. not absolutely crazy for this stuff to happen. I mean, you know, like, in, you, you want to have 50 bucks on the game in different various spots? Like, why not do something like that? That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. It's for entertainment. I mean, no for, shit. Like, let's be real. It's a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. 50 bucks to go to the movies anyway. Yeah, I'm happy like to lose a hundred well. bucks. A hundred bucks yeah. if you can, you know, keep me extra engaged. Especially if you're a casual fan, which if you are, you're probably not watching this show, but yeah. uh, or, or listening to the pod. But regardless, I mean, shit. Let's just appreciate the fact that we can bet on all these stupid ass things to happen uh, by athletes who we enjoy watching play a sport, who are, you know, on the other side of the continent, and uh, we like it. We like it a lot. So. In terms of my, anyone have any other bets or any any thoughts they want to get out there? On I got the one more that yeah. I love, and I actually just bet myself yeah. while we were talking. Jamar Chase over two and a half rush yards. I so feel did, like they're going to get yeah. him the ball. Did you find oh, that yeah. on our on? Is that on our book, Scott? Yes, I'll send it to you. Please, I would love. Yeah, to I, I, I I'll find it. I already got it earlier this week at four and a half, so I'm going to handle oh. that again. Yeah, I. Let's ride that one together. Because when you said that in our in our text thread, Scotty, I, I love that. So um, yeah, you know, I just they're gonna try and get him the rock. They get him end around. Like it's not yeah. just that's not even just a 
oh, it's the Super Bowl. They're going to really try. It's like, no, that's pretty common in their offense. I feel like he gets an, a couple touches uh, like via an end around or, or some sort of pitch to him in a game. And like he breaks one tackle and there you go. And, the, yeah. and it's happened more as the year's gone on, obviously, because defense have just been keying in on him so much in the passing game. And that's what you yeah. do to get your best players the ball, right? And, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, like Robert Woods when he was healthy. Like, these are all guys who yeah. they hand the ball to just because get them a feel for that that pigskin and, and, you know, make the defense get on their heels a little bit. Uh, Shane Sanders in the building on YouTube. Shout out, Shane. Does the halftime show steal the show from the actual game? Um, I mean, this one might. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I, this is. I'm the most excited about this halftime show as I have been in a while. Obviously, I mean, oh, we grew up on Eminem and Dre, and Snoop, and then... it's one for the fellas, that's for sure. We've gotten a few uh, ladies only uh, halftime shows in the last few years, and this one's. I think the guys are going to be really into it, honestly. And then it's Kendrick, and then Mary J. Blige is in there too, right? I think those yeah. are the five, like. So that's wicked. pretty legit like no yeah, offense it's gonna to be a weekend, ridiculous show but it was just the weekend last year right like he was yeah. he was good but holy shit like this is gonna be unreal yeah i hope so and like a lot of uh speculation on what song they come out with first Bo. like i feel like this is your expertise like i was hoping you would have one of those for us um i think mary j open mary j blige opens it with family affair family affair yeah man. i can what see about, that yeah. what about california you want you uh, want to kind of hit that either in the middle or at the California. end. Yeah. Well, that's like a hundred percent will be played. If that was a yes, no, will it be played? Then yeah, you'd have to hammer that, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, though. I where, where, in it? M, where does Eminem jump? Like, what what Eminem song comes up? Well, we'll probably him. do "Forgot About Dre," right? It must be right. Yeah, I, I mean, he should do Stan with a Joe Burrow jersey. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'd do. Oh the my cleaning God. up my closet? <laughs> Just make all, it really sad. All hype anthems just yeah. to get the crowd into a, a into a crying frenzy uh, for the second half. Nothing... Or, or, or to direct message to Stafford, like, don't lose yourself in the, <laughs> oh. the moment. Oh, yeah. he'll lose yourself. Maybe he does lose yourself, lose... yeah. He How will. That's gonna... a, it's so sports like it's like one of those hype tracks. Like he's got to throw yeah, that one in there. True. They're gonna mash him up, right? Like I'm sure, yeah, like little yeah, segments yeah. of a of a bunch of songs. Um, and there's still DCS. Dre, obviously, a hundred percent. You have that'll to do be, that. That'll be crazy. Shout out I Mike wonder Skolnick. if there's like, is there gonna be a low? Like, is there a prop for like a low rider on the field? Because I feel like that's gonna happen. Oh my god! Imagine Burrow and Chase. Sorry, I gotta get off this. I'm clearly showing my. <laughs> Bengal stripes here. Yeah, heart. I don't know who we're leaning. Um, yeah, man, I think the halftime show is gonna be sick. Who's thinking that there's so I bet the anthem over under twice, got it wrong both times. No way, not again, like never again. I'm not, I'm just not doing that. Yeah, what's the point? All this information comes out, like people are so sure about it. I don't, have you guys ever bet that? Um, it's it's a little. I think I thought I bet it last year actually, but I had so much action with the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I honestly can't remember if I actually bet it or not. Like I had so many bets last year. Was like a quarter of it on the coin toss. 
uh, a ton of it was no. I had a I had a huge play on uh, the Bucks to have the ball for the first drive, like to start with the possession. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, and I I sent that one out to everyone I knew, so like yeah. a lot of people won that because because that one hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's because it, it's the rare circumstance where the Bucks were since they came out of that bye in Week 13, right? They reeled off seven wins in a row to make it to the Super Bowl, and each one of those games, they opted to take the ball when they won, and naturally, the opponent always opts to defer if they win because they want the ball second half, as I would if I were head coach. But yeah. Bruce is a little superstitious, or who someone in that organization was, and they just wanted to keep taking the ball because it was working. So. Sure, they're not. They weren't going to change it at that point. Man, the the Bucks went three and out in that first series, and I was thinking like, "Oh God, you take the ball, you do nothing, you give it back to Mahomes, and it that they just beat the absolute shit out of them. That was awesome. <laughs> I can't believe you're talking. Kate, we can't watch Ozarks anymore tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rewatching that shit. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Um, Shane Sanders on YouTube. If the Bills were in it, I would have paid the 10K, assuming he's talking about getting to the game, watching the tickets, because that halftime show makes it an easy decision. Solid comment, Shane. Appreciate you joining yeah, us man. on YouTube, my dude. And uh, yeah. I listened to a golf podcast, and one of the guys is from Cincinnati, hardcore Bengals fan. And his, uh, he was saying his sister and brother in law just like, fuck it, just did it. It was like $1,700 for a seat, and they're just, they just went for it. Like, you know, if you're one of those franchises, when is this going to happen again? Right? Like you just, ha- it's, if you really care, like if you truly care, then you got to go. Right. If you can, then you have to try to go. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, especially, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're taking a stab at me here for not going last year because now Tom no. Brady's retired. No, I'm kidding. Oh. No. I'm there kidding. is also a COVID uh, pandemic. We live in a different country. It wasn't quite no. the same thing. Obviously, obviously, I'm yeah. aware of that. Yes, I, oh, I'm just okay. more, you know, taking a stab at myself. I, I've lost that opportunity with well, the go to at the helm. Stuff. Um, stuff. Anyway, uh, should be a great game. We'll definitely be around next week at some point. Not sure which day yet uh, to discuss the happenings of the Super Bowl and really kick off uh, the off season because there's going to be tons of stuff to cover there, uh, NBA draft, all that stuff. So. Uh, thank you to everyone listening live. Those of you who are listening, just uh, downloading the podcast or streaming the podcast. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Bucks Banter uh, on behalf of Bo, Scott, and myself. Thank you. Good night. Go Peace. Bengals.